Hi, it's Michael Kerr here presenting Small Business Banter. A healthy micro and small business sector means a successful economy and a more vibrant society. Small Business Banter is about helping regional business owners better prepare for current challenges, but also for the next stage of business success. I'm Michael Kerr, founder of Kerr Capital, advisors to business owners. Each week, I interview a fellow small business owner or an expert, and they share their stories, their lived experiences, the wins and the losses, and their best advice to help you, the listener, get the most you can from your own business. Small Business Banter is brought to you from the studios of 104.7 Gippsland FM and is heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. And thanks also to Kerr Capital, supporters of the show. Okay, so welcome to another edition of Small Business Banter Radio. Uh, Lovely to have in Mike Williams uh, on today's episode. Mike is the CEO of Exit Value Advisors, and uh, we're going to be talking about how to value a small business, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be front and centre for a lot of the uh, small business owners listening in. So firstly, welcome in, Mike. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Mike, from your profile, I've known you for many, many years but um, and the work you do, uh, but you've, you know, CEO of Exit Value Advisors, you fundamentally help business owners to um, understand the value of their business, what drives the value of their business. Over the, the many, many years you've been doing this, you've completed thousands of them. Um, but you, you just, I think if I was to boil down your philosophy is um, information is power for, for you if you know what your, your business is worth, not just when you're selling, but along the way that that would be quite powerful. So uh, do you want to just give us a little bit about your background and, and why you're in business valuations? And, and we'll get to then talk about, you know, how we're going to encourage people to dig deeper and understand more about, you know, the value of their business and what drives it. Yeah, sure. Um, look, I'm uh, different to your typical value, which we'll probably get to later. Um, so I I started out life out in the manufacturing industry um, with a, uh, a, a training in chemistry and computing, and uh, I spent a lot of time working in big business, and then eventually wanted to start my own career doing my own thing. Um, got out into consulting after I, I finished an MBA. And uh, was was helping business owners grow their business, and that was all about business planning. And I sort of fell into valuation because some clients asked me a question: uh, "What's my business worth?" Someone's offered me this: "Is it? Should I take it?" Um, and, and I've always wanted to be able to help people out and and help them make decisions. And so I worked through what I knew about valuation from my MBA degree. And, um, and and all of a sudden, I saw a light go on over the top of their heads. I thought, oh, right, okay, uh, it's, it's not worth what I thought it was. Uh, we better do a business plan. Um, and it was, a, it was a bit of a moment for me because I, I all of a sudden realised that, that valuation was, was actually a tool to help people make decisions. And, 
after I spent some time working with uh, a broker in Gippsland um, and, and learning uh, a lot more about valuation and, and sort of working with a few other people in the field, uh, I, I started to do it myself um, and, and sort of evolved into uh, working with small business owners. Um, yeah, so so if you, it seems like there was a, a prompt there. Someone's come along and um, wanted to, you know, buy someone's business. So they go, well, you know, what what is it? that? That was a bit of a light bulb moment for you as well as for the owners. Is is that typically what, um, in your experience, drives people owners to to want to understand it, or is there are there other trigger events that typically uh, or, or often happen? Um, I often talk to people about. Uh, discretionary reasons to do evaluation and non-discretionary. Okay, yeah. The non-discretionary, and we'll probably get into this later, is when the lawyer or the accountant tells you go get evaluation. Um, uh, but then which is some, what sometimes for tax planning or for you know that's right that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. So so um, they could be restructuring their business. There's a need for the ATO to to have evaluation. They should be in. A, they could be in a dispute. There's a number of those different reasons: raising finance, all those sorts of things, um, or, or just plain selling their business. Um, you know that that's that's an obvious one. But what I did find is that there were business owners who intuitively thought, "How well am I doing?" Um, and, and I think a lot of business owners answer that question very at a, a very high level, at a surface level, and, and there's only a few of them that really dig below the surface and say, "Well, how do I, how do I know that that I'm doing well? Um, and I'm not just comparing myself to others." Um, so and, it's and, sort of an and ev- sometimes, evolution. Yeah, and 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 looking beyond yeah. how much cash is in the bank or those sort of day-to-day measures of how well am I doing in a business, which I think, you know, a lot of owners maybe use that as a proxy for how well the business <laughs> is going. Um, uh, so yeah. you keep going, Mike. I'll- no, no, I was just going to say, um, I often say that, that valuation is one of the few areas in business where you combine the, the profitability of the business with the balance sheet of the business and, and some measure of risk. And it's a way of pulling those three concepts together. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. And we will, look. We will. We will uh, dig into some of the common methods and try to explain them in everyday language. Um, <laughs> so, but you, you you got you started on the non discretionary. So uh, valuations. Just explain that a little bit more. Um, this is reasons why, and it probably came out of your consulting work or, or somewhat. Um, influenced by your consulting work, there are other good reasons to get a regular valuation of your business. Yes. Um, so, uh, the, look, the, the broad one is is when someone either wants to sell or they get an offer. Uh, someone says, I'll, I'll offer you a, a million dollars for your business or, or whatever that number is. And, and the very first question that goes on in the owner's heads is, is that enough or can it be more? Um, the the, the other reasons um, can, can range from a, a wide variety. So it can be uh, I'm bringing in a new owner or a new partner. Um, so they want to effectively sell part of the business to, to, to either an employee or someone else, an investor. Um, the, I, I mentioned already the raising finance. Um, banks don't really look for valuations anymore. They used to. Um, they do in some circumstances, but it, it's rare. 
Um, but when I talk about raising finance, it's really getting investors into the business. Uh, okay, so, yeah. yeah. The banks are pretty much, well, for small uh, micro business, look at the other assets uh, yeah. outside of the business, don't they? Yeah, so um, if you wanted to, like, just, just so we, we kind of get the, um, the, the basics out there, if you said, if you were to describe what a valuation comprises, that, for me it's maybe two things. It's what is a level of earnings after um, everybody else has been paid, um, you know, so that there's, that's surplus profit, surplus cash, you know, it could be different. And also if you are selling, typically um, buyers will look at paying um a multiple, so that is a num. You know, if, if a business can make a hundred thousand dollars of profit consistently, when you hear the term multiple, what you're talking about is how many years of profits a buyer, how many times a hundred thousand that buyer is willing to you know to, to fork fork out upfront. That's right. Um, yep. Is that so that we, we talk about it from that point of view, earnings and a, and a multiple or a number of years of profits that someone's prepared to pay. Yes. That, look, that, that's one method and, and it's often the common method of valuing a business. Um, I, I step back from that often and ask the question, is, is the business commercially viable at the moment? And by commercially viable, I mean, is it, does it generate sufficient profit or cash flow to pay the owner a market wage? Um, are all of the other transactions that are going on in the business at arm's length? Um, and is there rent being paid on an office or a facility at market rates? And all those sorts of things. So if there's still profit left over that's at a reasonable margin, then I say it's commercially viable. And then we use the multiple method for valuing the business as one option. A good mentor of mine that once said that valuation is all about your P's and Q's. Um, so, so profit is the Q, which is the quantity. Um, and uh, the multiple is the equivalent to price, which is the P. So you, your your value is price times quantity. Um, and and in essence, it, it's a it's a simplistic way of looking at things, but it makes some assumptions. Um, and, and those assumptions are that the risk profile stays the same over a period of time. Uh, it assumes that the business has reached a certain level of maturity. Um, and that earnings are going to keep going the way that you expect them to. So there's a, a lot of things in that that um, can catch up someone and say, well, okay, that's not really going to happen that way. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not prepared to pay pay that sort of money. Yeah. So and and it does, it's um when when you this idea of a commercial or a market wage for the owner is a big factor, right? Because when you have a small business, you can run a whole lot of things through the business financials and that's okay. You know, your private expenses and, you know, all within it, it happens all the time. But one of the things that often gets missed is, you know, the owner will draw out money or, or pay themselves a, an unrealistically high or low. So the true measure or a true measure is, you know, if you had to pay somebody else to do what the owner does, that's that's where that market rate comes from. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. What what would you have to do to replace you? The, then the business as a standalone thing is paying the owner who works most of the time works in the business. They're getting what you know is a market wage. So any profits over and above that are true. You know, it's a true return, um, a true profit. Um, how many how many owners? Um, I do want to uh, 
draw out you know, this idea that we, we shouldn't just get evaluation only when we're forced to or need to. You, you talk a lot about getting evaluation along the way and some of the benefits that might come from that. Can, do you want to talk a little bit more about that, Mike? And by the way, on today's episode of Small Business Banter Radio, we've got Mike Williams, who's the CEO of Exit Value Advisors. Uh, yes. So um, we've talked we've talked briefly about the P's and Q's, the, the multiple and the earnings. Um, so, so the question becomes, well, um, uh, what is my earnings going to do over the next two, three or four years? Um, and often that's a bit of an unknown question. Um, but but you can you can reason your way through a process to say okay this is how much profit we're going to make we're going to allow for working capital we're going to allow for market wage and all that stuff but then the question becomes well how attractive is the business what's the risk profile and that's the one that um, often people struggle to say well how do I work that out um, and that's that multiple number um, as one way of thinking about it um, and, and so what we do is we look at that multiple from uh, two aspects. The first thing we say is, what's the what's the very worst multiple that would be paid for a business like this? So it could be one times earnings, or it could be zero times earnings, but uh, that, that that's not often, or, or it could be four or five or whatever that broad range. Is. And and is that is that maybe a typical range? Like if you if you're not familiar with valuations, if you put it somewhere between zero and five. <laughs> yeah. Would that? I mean, it's a massive range, I know, but yeah. that does that help? That puts in the frame for someone listening who's really got zero idea yeah. that you know, if your starting point might be somewhere between zero in extreme, but say one and five. Yeah, and and, and that would be about right. Five would be um, for most small businesses. It would be very extreme, um, but it's not unheard of. Uh, and, and one times is is probably more often common than you think. Sorry, what would like a five multiple, what what would be the characteristics of a five multiple business yep. say against a one multiple, like the really, you know, the, the most critical factors that would drive it up or down to those extremes? Okay, so th- there's uh, four or five things that we typically see uh, um, associated with very highly valuable businesses. The first one, unfortunately, is size. Uh, so size, revenue, right. the size of the revenue has a big impact on multiple. Um, in, in essence, it should really be the size of um, your profit, but but anyway, the, the two are related. Um, and, um, and and also the profit margin. So those two are, are, are fairly key. So it, it's likely to have a revenue level more than um, four or five million. Um, it's likely to have um, profit margins uh, much higher than industry standards, industry expectations. So it could be a ten, uh, could be ten percent on the low end, or it could be twenty-five or thirty percent. Right. Yep. Um, but then there's some other things that that we look for, and in in really broad terms, um, we look for documentation and systems um, so that the business can operate without the owner. Uh, we That's look for- the the e myth kind of stuff. That the the more the business can operate without the current owner. In the business, yes. Um, the the more robust, the more proven, the more or the less That's risky right. it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, do they have a staff structure? Are those staffs trained in different roles? Um, is there a number of people that look after key areas such as financial management or, or client or customer management? 
Um, so they're the sort of things we go looking for. Um, there, there's also um, one other thing, and, and and that's a competitive advantage. Um, the really highly valuable businesses will be able to articulate a real key vision and mission, and they'll be able to say why customers or clients buy off them. And um, you know, sometimes it may be very simple, um, but they can they can present it really well and, and communicate it clearly. Um, and that's when you sit back and think. Hang on. So, Mike, what you're saying there is, you know, the 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 value um, of getting that regular perspective through evaluation on your business is quite powerful because it really um, can give you that external perspective that we were we were just getting to that somebody else looks at your business with a different set of eyes and and can see things differently and I think you know one of the you know the challenges of being in small business is you work hard and you know you run your business in but there are things that you can do differently and things you can change but you know Often it comes from um, a third party having a look at it and sort of, you know, getting um, an idea of the value of your business just be, just for the purpose of understanding what it is or isn't and, and what changes it and drives it is, you know, is one of the, um, you know, really powerful things and, and, and something you're advocating for through that um, non-discretionary valuation. Yes. Yeah. Um it, it, the interesting thing that we often find is that when people get an um, evaluation and, and they say, well, what makes this multiple up? We can often start to say, well, if you did these sorts of things, you know, more regular reporting, more detailed systems, less reliance on key people, then the multiple will shift up by a certain amount. And and we can equate that to an increase in value. Um, and that tends to... Um, uh, give people more motivation to say, okay, I'll, I'll, I can work on those sorts of things. It's more concrete. Plus the upside along the way, right? So if you're even if you're, you know, many, many years out from selling or doing something, you know, uh, like exiting, you've got to keep, well, you don't have to, but, you know, you'd like to think that there's opportunities to improve the profit and what you can take from the business along the way, which is, um, you know, that, that comes again from, you know, doing what you do day to day, but also understanding the, you know, the different things that drive the value of your business that can make it more profitable, that can deliver, you know, less risk or um, give you, give the owner more freedom in terms of hours. Um, That's, you know, that's a simple, but, but really powerful objective. Yes. Um, so in terms of um, maybe just some common mistakes you see um, in valuations, I, I want to talk about this just because, um, you know, valuations are very subjective, their opinions of value. So what, what are the really doozies of errors or mistakes that you see or have seen? Um, look, there. I divide them into two classes, um, and it really is important to emphasise evaluation is nothing more than a well laid out opinion. Um, so, um, so there it's is not. not it, it's certainly not um, gospel, is it? No, no, it, it's it's not gospel. Um, but the but the sorts of things that I found is uh, I've often found people assuming, uh, for instance, oh, I don't need to add back the wage. Um, uh, the other thing that I find that I often get is that they'll give me uh, draft financial reports 
um, and uh, they haven't been vetted by an accountant and there's certain adjustments that haven't been made. And when you compare them with history, all of a sudden it's chalk and cheese. Um, so that's yeah, that's that could be for, yeah, simply because the the, um, the management accounts have some personal expenses, or or in fact, or maybe don't have some of the expenses already in them yet that should be there. That's right. Yes, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and, and it's also difficult to compare management accounts with past accountant reports because often that um, you know, the account reports are done for tax reasons, um, so it, it's not always a straight off comparison. Um, and that, and that's you know I, I I think that's a really um, important point to make, Mike. That the typical financials are required to be prepared every every year, um, fundamentally for the reason of complying with your tax obligations. And so, the incentives yeah. are to drive down profit, to uh, decrease the amount of tax payable. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it. It it doesn't you know the the bottom line there uh, is is often not reflective of the um, the the real return or or profit or surplus in a business and that's the process you talk about of making all those adjustments and I think owners shouldn't be scared about um, going through that process for that reason it's just it's normal that you know you've got to reconcile or adjust what's what your tax figures are for. Um, so, you know, for the reason of valuing your business. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Um. So let's. Um. Is there any way that a an owner could um, easily access some informa- some quality information about what potentially their business might be worth? Just you know to kind of uh, fuel the fire a bit, or um, just to get them started on thinking about it. Is there is some Places that they could go, or is it? Yeah, um, you're the expert on this. <laughs> Put you um, on the spot here. So um, there, there used to be um, a um, a regular report of small business transactions um, that was that you could buy a report and it, for a few hundred dollars, and it would give you the multiples for different industries for different businesses. Um, unfortunately, that's no longer available. Um, there are some private more, or more privately sourced materials such as the Australian Institute of Business Brokers, but to access that you need to be a member. Yeah, or, or you access it through a member maybe if you, that, if you that's get right. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, what I often say to people is, look, do a, approach this with a big degree of caution, but do a Google search businesses for sale in, in, in your particular industry like cafe businesses for sale. And you'll get a lot of rubbish that'll come up, um, but you will also identify a really broad price range that, and you'll you'll look at the different characteristics of the business, and you'll be able to get a feel for well, okay, this is what they're asking. Uh, now, now obviously, uh, businesses are advertised always higher than they will sell. Yeah. Um, so you need to discount that number, but. Uh, it's it's a really good starting point. It's a good way of saying: Is my business worth cattle stations, or is it just worth rats and mice? Yeah, and I guess that's that's the thing. It's with caution, but it's the start of you know. If you are intrigued, and I haven't met a business owner that isn't you know 
intrigued about the you know the potential value of their business and there's a few topics we're not going to get to unfortunately but um i i you know you you look looking at that information that is available will maybe highlight the fact that the range of potential values is so extreme that you really need to you know to perhaps get some better quality advice which is um, not a you know not a bad thing because uh, as you said they are statements of opinions and you know, all laid out but there are better quality valuations and um, you know we don't want somebody uh, you know kind of getting carried away with uh, the fact that they saw a, a really high price business or someone told them that a friend of theirs had sold for a really high price it's a it's a common um, trap in terms of um, just the last minute or so Mike what what are your um, your parting advice for owners listening in to encourage them to get this non-discretionary valuation. And we're not trying to plug you or any, you know, any particular value, but what we are trying to do is instill this idea that if you're building your business, there are probably ways to make it more valuable for whenever you decide down the line to, um, to make it, uh, put it on the market. Um, what, what's your parting advice on that? Um, so my, my parting advice is is to get a get a, always get another opinion other than your own, um, and the reason I say that is because you're going to make de- you're going to make some decisions, um, and you need to have some information that you base those decisions on. Am I going to sell at this price? Do I just walk away? Um, you know, could I could this business be worth more if it if it was more profitable? Um, and, and so unless you're have reliable information to make those decisions, then that decision is really going to be potluck in the future. Um, so it's really getting a second opinion to say, yeah. um, this is what someone else. A thinks. second opinion from somebody that that does, you know, have a, a a current understanding of the way businesses are valued. I'd probably add to that. Yes, that's that's right. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to uh, cut this one off. Thank you for your time today. Um, That's okay. I, yep. Look, it's a it's a highly topical um, discussion, and maybe we'll we'll, uh, we'll think about doing this again another time because there's a lot of mechanical but important mechanical stuff we could get to. Um, Mike Williams from Exit Value Advisors. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. So that is all for today's episode of Small Business Banter. I continue to be inspired bringing you small business experts and other small business owners and hearing their stories. If you want to listen to any past episode, jump onto your podcast platform of choice and search Small Business Banter. There you will find a diverse and fascinating collection of small business owners and experts openly discussing and sharing their experiences. For any of the links, resources, or information we've talked about on the show today, or to contact me, please head over to smallbusinessbanter.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And it would be great to have you tune in the same time next week for another episode of Small Business Banter.